Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. <laughs> hey, Mikey. Your teeth called. Your breath stinks. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. Where, where did you get that little sound bite? Well, you'd be surprised. Remember uh, last week I said something about... Do you remember what you said? Yeah, it was it? Well, I'm, I'm looking for a piece of paper. Here it is. Uh, I, I mentioned SpeakPipe, where... Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyone who hears this uh, podcast could go to speakpipe.com slash planetmikeypodcast. And comment. And they can leave a message. So that was our very first message, and I thought that was very appropriate yeah, as well. Your teeth called and your breath stinks. I think that's great. I, can't, I couldn't be prouder. Welcome to the Planet Mikey podcast, brought to you by, in living color, by the way, by Pro Automotive of Webster and Dudley, Massachusetts, working hard to earn your business every single day. They work hard over there. For whatever ails your vehicle, remember, Pro Automotive has the cure. Also brought to you by my grandma's coffee cake, the finest on earth. And uh, don't forget, we're also sponsored now by Crystal's Reach Around Spa and Massage. Yes. Where, where when you're feeling bad or low down, well, they'll give you a hand. And uh, they won't rub you the wrong way. Do we have gift certificates uh, to Crystal, give away? No. No, no they, do. they don't want that. They keep all the tips. Uh, and uh, we're happy to have, you know what, I, I had a really good idea. What is it? I said, you know what, Jason Russo, who runs the uh, the uh, uh, the pro automotive locations that we that, that sponsor the show, our sponsor, yes, uh, in Webster and Dudley, by the way, uh, he's got such a great business going here. And I had questions about automotive uh, questions that I have, and people give questions all the time to Jason, but I thought I'd give, put him on the spot on the podcast and ask him some car questions right here. So like, do we have him queued up. Do you mean like questions like is the Knibbling pin? Real? No, not no, no. Real important questions. Okay. Jason Russo joins us live from Webster, Massachusetts. Jason? Hey, guys. How you hey, doing? how you doing? Wonderful. Good. How's business down there at my favorite automotive repair shop in, in America? Busy as usual. That's good. That's good. Are you prepared for this? This is a little quiz I'm going to give you. I don't know if I'm prepared, but let's see what we can do. Yeah, because you have not heard these questions. We did not not like the political debates. We didn't give you the questions in advance. These are surprise questions. Okay. If you would, Jason, <laughs> tell our audience, just what is a serpentine belt? A serpentine belt is a drive belt that runs your alternator, water pump, air conditioning. Runs all the accessories. Oh, okay, so it runs the, the plus features of your car. Now, why do they call it a serpentine belt? Is it, is it snake-like? You could you could say that, yes. Because I hear that term all the time, serpentine belt, but I don't know what the hell it is, and that's why I'm asking. Now, if I went to get my serpentine <laughs> belt repaired or, or serviced, what would, uh, what would that entail? What would that entail? Well, first it would entail making an appointment. Ah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, is there a... T- is there a- a telephone number you could give us if someone wanted to have their serpentine belt changed over at uh, Absol- Pro Automotive? A- absolutely. Uh, you can call us at 508-461-5535, or even better yet, visit us online at ProAutomotiveMA.com. Hey. Pro- ProAutomotiveMA.com. Yeah. Now, does the MA stand for Mikey Adams? It, it Soon it will, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question two. What is the purpose of having your tires rotated? What does that do for you? Gives you even wear and extends the life of the tires. 
Okay, because sometimes if they if the inside of them gets worn out because you didn't rotate them, then then they're no they're not as good as they they don't well, function. More, more so, the front tires tend to have a little bit more edge wear because they turn. You know, you turn left to right, edge wears on the edges. So you put them in the back. Smitty has a question. I do. How does the car know when the tires are low? Some tire, some vehicles actually have tire pressure sensors in them. Yes, they do. Like you mean, like a 2008 Mercury Grand Marquis? Exactly. <laughs> I love a my black car. one too. How, what do you think of my car, by the way? I mean, is, uh, that thing is fabulous. That thing is so clean. It's cherry. It is absolutely cherry. Very nice vehicle. All right, here's another question for Jason Russo of Pro Automotive MA. Dot com. Uh, what happens to the oil viscosity? This is a word I, I picked up. Uh. What happens to the oil's viscosity when it isn't changed? And wh- how does that ruin the you know the lubrication of your car? So the viscosity breaks down and does not protect the internal components of the engine as well as it should. That's why it's very important to get it changed when we recommend. Now, with all this talk around the world of, uh, you know, trans this, transgender this, transgender that, uh, do you ever get uh, offended when people come in and ask about trannies? Oh, man. <laughs> Once again, I'd like now, to apologize. We, we get that question a lot, so <laughs> yeah. we, uh, we, have, we have great answers for that. You got specialists, <laughs> right? Is that what it is? <laughs> we do. We, we, we have tranny specialists. But you guys are really... On, on staff the th- every day. <laughs> the thing about pro automotive is that they, they do everything. The only thing they don't do is like body or collision work, right? But you do everything Correct. else. We do it all from, right. from bumper to bumper, as long as it's not including paint. It's a tremendous, I'll tell you, I'm, I mean, I'm so happy I discovered it. I've told all my friends about it. I'm going to tell everybody that's listening right now, ProAutomotiveMA.com. And it's worth the drive to Webster, isn't it? It absolutely is. Or Dudley. You know, no. one day Mikey shows up at the uh, at the house, <laughs> and he said, you're not going to believe this. You know, I, I, you know my car, how much I love my car? I said, yeah. And he said, you know, the black one's beautiful. Well, I need seatbelts, and I need a whole bunch of other stuff done to it. But I found a place. And he was all excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Why not? And said, this, this guy this is guy's great. This guy's great. <laughs> you know, people don't – That it's a lot of stress and strain when you have a, something wrong with your car. You've got to have somebody who you could just relax and say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it to Jason. And, and it'll be done right. Exactly. Yeah. All right, and one more question for you, Jason. I'm going to let you get back to your, your actual life. Um, if a woman changes her own oil, is there a danger of getting lipstick on the dipstick? <laughs> you know, it's possible, but we would certainly hope not. <laughs> is, that a danger, is that a danger sign? <laughs> you tell her, look, ma'am, you should really not do your own repairs here. This is embarrassing. You know, Jason, once again, I know you have a respectable business. I would like to apologize for the behavior right. of our host, who All has right. a tendency to wander off. We, we love him at Pro Automotive. Jason, thanks a lot, man. Have a great night. You as well, man. Have a great day. Take, Take care. care. Jason Russo. Thanks, Jason. Uh, from Pro Automotive MA. And he's one of our proud sponsors. He's a great guy and uh, a very, very professional operation they have there. By the way, did you, would you have gotten all those answers correct? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, except for the serpentine. I think that's because the belt has to go around so many different things. Maybe that's it. You know, I'm I'm uh, muddling through this here because Ben's not here today, and he yeah. Ben is the computer dude. He handles the internet portion of the program. You ever notice he gets that look on his face when all of a sudden we're like, "Hey Ben, how do, how do we get to this?" And he goes, <sighs> "Give me the mouse." Stupid, <sighs> stupid boomers! <laughs> yeah. You dumbass boomers! Gotta admit though, boom! Suddenly he's right there. So yeah, so I got my black, uh, my black, my it's called Marky Marquee Mark. I call it the Grand Marquee. Yeah, uh, Marquee Mark is my new black. I have two two Grand Marquees. 
now. See, what I want to do is when I'm driving around, is I want to make sure that the old ladies that see me driving these cars, they know that I'm an old guy because old guys have grand marquees and look good in them. Isn't it amazing when you suddenly realize you're the same age as old people? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it, though. I know. It's very you know, good. I mean, look at Rodney Dangerfield. He didn't even start his career until he was 60, That's right? right yeah. Something like that. You know, uh, some people will say a great big car like yours has crappy gas mileage, but uh, apparently... It's a comfortable ride for the lift passengers that I pick up. Yeah. And by the way, speaking of lift passengers, I had a, an unbelievable week from hell, Smitty. Do we have a story? Yes. This is... This is... <clears throat> this is bad. Several things have happened that were weird. First of all, I picked up this guy, old guy. He had a beard and he had a cane, and he was, I picked him up at a medical facility. And he had his wife with him, and she was doting all over him, just like, oh, Sydney, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, my leg, it's, uh, I can't get in the car. It's, uh, uh. And I'm like, oh, this is one of those complainer guys. Right. Complains about everything. And he gets in the car, and he's like, uh, oh, she's talking, are you okay, Sydney? He says, yeah. Uh, and then he goes, why are we going this way? I said, well, this is what the app told me, is to go this way. I mean, I'm following the app. It's a map. Did you know what the app go. was? Yeah. He goes, this isn't right. This isn't right. So I'm like, okay, well, you guys know where you're going? Oh, yes, of course. So it turns out his wife had put in her prior workplace oh. as the address. So we are going the wrong way. The guy's noticing this, but he's complaining in the back. So now i got to turn around. He's thinking he's going crazy now. Find out where do you live. What, what address do you want? And I find it. I put it in my maps thing, and I start heading. Because, you know, look, I could spend all day with these people in my car, but unless I get them where they're going, they're going to they're gonna ask me to buy them lunch. Now, you don't text and drive, do you? Sometimes. <laughs> so now we get to the place where we're dropping off the guy, and the guy's trying to get out of the car. And he had, obviously, something physical, but it was unbelievable. He goes, I, uh, I can't get out of here. And he's struggling to get out of the car. His uh, wife's helping him. Uh. And then he takes one step and he almost trips. He goes, he goes, ah, ah, just like that. Ah! Like he, he didn't fall. He just felt like he was going to. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, get this guy. Get him in the house so he can complain about what's on TV instead of what's uh, going on in the car. So these are little things that happen to Lyft drivers, you know, these all the time. These are things that the ordinary person would never encounter. So then yesterday, I go, I get this call. I'm driving. I'm saying, I'm going to go home. I'm done, right? I mean, you know, you get tired of it. You get bored. And it's not, the, it's not, it's not about the money. But I get this last call. Okay. This lady goes, hello. And uh, I was heading toward this last ride. It said the name was Leah. But she was an older woman, but she was, her name was Leah. I always thought that was a younger woman's name. I'm heading toward All of a sudden, the phone rings. I'm four minutes away from picking her up. She goes, is this the driver? <laughs> I said, yeah. What's up? She said, this is Leah. The last rider driver didn't show up. So I'm calling you to make sure that you show up. I said, I'm four minutes away. I'll be there. She goes, okay, because the last one didn't show up. <laughs> So I get there. She's sitting out in front of her apartment. It's a crappy place. I pull up. She gets in. Now, my, my suddenly my app doesn't work. It's spinning around. And instead of going, I mean, you, you slide the bar. It says pick up a passenger. It, I, I slid the bar. It did nothing happen. It just kept spinning and spinning and spinning. So it went into a vortex. Yeah, now I don't know where I'm going. So I said, where am I going? She goes, to the hospital. You know where St. Vincent says? I said, yeah, I do. Okay. But, and I'm still, I said, maybe this will kick in when I'm driving because sometimes that happens. 
No, I drive all the way to the hospital and it's still spinning. Oh. So now I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to get paid for this ride. This is a ride. Took me 15 minutes to go get her, 15 minutes to take her to the hospital. That's a half an hour, all my own gas, and I'm not going to get paid because this app is not recording the call. It's not registering the the, the ride. Yeah. So I told her, I said, well, enjoy your free ride. She gets out of the hospital. I'm pissed. Yeah. Now I got to deal with Lyft, who, and they make you do all your complaining through messaging. You can't talk to a human. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I was pissed about that. So then after that, in the evening, I get a call to go to Leicester, Massachusetts. I pick up, I'm going to pick up two people, and it's a 20 minute ride to pick up these people. Mm-hmm. So I drive for 12 miles, 20 minutes. I get there, the house is dark. It's on this country road. There's no no lights on. I said, I don't know if this is the right place. I pull in the driveway. I get a note. It says, be out in two minutes. Okay, so now I wait two minutes. Like pitch black, no lights to- on. Totally no. And I didn't know if I was in front of the right house. Totally dark. So I wait two minutes, five minutes. Five minutes is the limit. They, they tell you to leave if, if the person doesn't come out in five minutes. So I call them. They say, oh, we're coming right out. Two minutes later. Now I'm there seven minutes. They come run, They come out, and they. I said, well, you know... I was notified of this ride 20 minutes ago. It took me 20 minutes to get here. I figured you'd be ready. And they were like, oh, well, sorry, we're locking up the house. We're going on vacation. Okay? Thanks Great. for telling me. They get in. Luckily, they tipped me 20 bucks. Big up. So I said, okay, I don't need to be as pissed as I am. <laughs> so I'm driving, and they're telling me their whole life story. I got a 20-minute ride to bring them over to not a vacation spot, detox. Oh, great. They said, well, now that we know you, we can tell you we're not going on vacation. We're going to detox, both of them. Oh, boy. I'm like, oh, jeez. Well, it's a different kind of vacation. Why didn't you tell me? Yeah. You know, I would have joined you. <laughs> so, uh, detox, and, you know, come to find out, you know, they have, they've, this is their third time in detox, you know, and it's the fentanyl, you know, mm-hmm. honestly, and the perks. Yeah. They're doing pills, these people. And one of them, the lady, two-year-old daughter. It's Oof. her third time in detox in the last two months. Two years old? She has a two-year-old daughter. Wow. I'm thinking, this fentanyl shit's got to end. Mm. Somebody's got to grab control of the fentanyl thing because I'm, I'm every couple days I'm picking up somebody, taking them to detox. And, you know, you'd think normal, happy, healthy people, you know, if they would. But it's, it scares me a little bit because, mm. you know, I got teenage son. I got a 12-year-old. Oh, yeah. You don't know what they're going to be exposed to. And fentanyl is a killer. Yep. It's poison. Yep. It's coming in from the southern border mainly. Anyway, so now that I get that off my chest, I feel better. Thanks for bringing that up, Mike. I feel a lot better. You want to play a little game? You have a game? What kind of a game? Well, two things, first of all. Well, let me <laughs> – you know what happens when I'm, and I'm, not, when I'm not organized and I'm just like – you know what happens. No, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> You've done hundreds of these no, podcasts. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, do you know everybody? Everybody always talks about oh, this is politically incorrect, and this is racist, and this is that. People don't realize in the fifties and sixties mm. how much different it was, and how much, if from from the left's perspective, how much worse it was. But the, people were very accepting of things like uh, TV commercials. Yep. Uh, and I'm just going to play a couple examples. And Madison Avenue would go to great lengths to capitalize on some of this stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, now here's a perfect example. Let's start off with uh, with this one here. This is a a uh, politically incorrect uh, commercial for Fritos corn chips from the '60s. 
Uh, and what this is depicting a uh, a bandito, a, a Mexican. Hello, senor. I am the Frito Bandito. Oh, don't be afraid. I am not going to steal your Fritos corn chips. I buy them from you, okay? See, I give you silver. No silver? Okay, I give you gold. You don't like gold neither? Hey, maybe you like better some lead, huh? Citizens, protect yourselves. As he pulls out Never his guns. Never buy one bag of crunchy Fritos corn chips. Always buy two. He pulls out two guns. For you. <laughs> give me your Fritos. It's like unbelievable. You don't like silver? Anyway, that was standard fare. Uh, uh, and at the end, they, the guy paints on a like a you know dirty Sanchez mustache at the end of the commercial to indicate his, I guess, Mexicanism or whatever. But these these commercials and people nowadays, you could never, ever air that commercial. But they would grab stereotypes. There's one uh, famous scene, I think it's in a movie with uh, Kat, with uh, Audrey Hepburn. Always looking Oops, to make meals here? easy. What happened? I'm sorry. That's that was my fault. You know, I'll tell you what I, I that touched. is. That's you at the computer. That's okay. what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You were saying? Oh, my God. Now it's st- so it won't stop playing. You got so to hit pause or... New uh, items. We no. have it. Oh, God. Okay. Sorry. Good I'm job, sorry. Mike. You know what? I don't know how I'm going to click this shit. Uh, yeah, so there's uh, Audrey Hepburn, the Breakfast at Tiffany's, I think it is. Yeah. There's a, an extremely racist uh, depiction of a Japanese person by Mickey Rooney. Did you ever see oh, that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With right. the round glasses and the huge right. teeth and the big accent. They did that stereotype for years in uh, cartoons and so on. Yep. And then, uh, <clears throat> well, it is offensive. <laughs> it's extremely offensive. And at the time, nobody gave it a second thought back in the 50s. But you know what? Speaking of Japanese uh, stereotypes and, and uh, politically incorrect situations, listen to this commercial for Post Cereal's Rice Crinkles. Kids, now you get rickshaw runner completely free inside every box of post rice crinkles. So high, say. So high. Rice that is crinkled is sweetest to eat because it's crinkled with sugar, and sugar is sweet. Now, what you say? Same as you. Crinkles are crinkly and sweetest to eat because they're... Crinkled. Crinkled. Crinkled with sugar and sugar is sweet. Ah, so. Ah, so. I mean, okay. And then they got to hit the gong, of course, yeah. Right. So now in, in each box of rice crinkles, you would get a uh, uh, a little toy rickshaw. You're kidding me. No, a plastic little, oh, you know, how they always a prize in each pack. Rice crinkles, and the guy's name that does the commercials, the little Japanese guy, is named Sohai. Now, I've been oh. Sohai well, many, many times. You were well, but... <laughs> well cast. <laughs> so, okay, it's not just the Mexican and the Japanese uh, stereotypes. You mean there's more? Yeah, there's more. Now, being half Irish, I can get away with this, right? Yep. Uh, this is uh, Lucky Charms. Oh, wait, what's this? What is this? It's oh, a playhouse. He's at, he's at. Oh, here we go. <laughs> They're chasing the leprechaun. But thanks to me red balloon, I've made a clean getaway. Well, looky there, a shooting star, and it's heading this way. Looky there. Looky there, it's a shooting star. All right, so it just, I mean, they, they, they didn't leave the Irish out uh, of the politically incorrect. And they, by the way, these are all serial commercials for the most part. Yes, appealing it's, to children. Yeah, so yeah. they're getting, at a very young age, they're, they're uh, basically inflicting these stereotypes on kids. In the, this is in the 50s, early 60s, 70s. Yep. And they didn't have any regard whatsoever for any of this stuff that's, you know, woke, wokeism. Now, here's an example. Now, you know how sugar and the diets of the kids is a, is a big issue. Oh, yeah. This is a commercial. 
for Sugar Smacks, starring the Smack Brothers. And they, they, they not just gave you the sugar. Uh, they give you the violence, okay? So here are two twin brothers in bunk beds tra- talking about sharing Sugar Smacks. And now the Smacking Brothers wake up to the famous one-two crunch of Kellogg's Sugar Smacks. Okay, boys. <laughs> Hold it. Where's mine? Hey, give me a smack. A wonderful smack. Okay. And cause you're me brother, I'll give you another. Boys, not that kind of smack. A Kellogg Sugar Smack. Oh, yeah. They're hitting each other. He means with honey on the outside, sugar on the inside, pops up waste. Honey yeah. on the outside. And the stuff knocks you off your feet. Sugar on the inside. <laughs> Honey, sugar. Oh, yeah. Good for kids. Rotten teeth and fat, obese eight-year-olds. Yes. Madison Avenue at work. Oh, my God. The so, ad men of the 50s. Now, when I the fact that I remember all these commercials and can sing along with them yep. is indicative of how much TV I watched and why, you know, and so forth. Um how do I close out of this? I don't know. Uh, you just uh, hit the little X. I'm just going to get the hell off yeah, this thing. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, we my God. Now there's a big Y commercial. Yeah. This sucks. K-Y? K- <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Ben's not here. Where is Ben? Is he in Florida? I think he's in Florida. But, you know, I, I have to say that uh, this speak pipe business that we're doing here, that's, yes. people are starting to call in. Okay. Uh, the speakpipe.com slash Planet Mikey podcast. Let me yeah. say that one more time. They can, and we'll use your audio on the, on the podcast. Speakpipe.com slash Planet Mikey yeah. podcast. And you can actually leave a message like this guy. Yo, Mikey, this is the German guy speaking. German. You know that it hurts me very much that you keep talking about my grandma's coffee cake all the time when you couldn't make them send one out to me when I want it. That's the German guy that won the cake that they weren't oh, able to you send. Know, yeah, because it goes across the ocean. By the time it gets there and gets to the guy, they, they, they want it to be a fresh cake when it arrives. So here. there he was, and he said, you know, I think I'll go to speakpipe.com slash Planet Mikey <laughs> podcast, and I'll say... Yo, Mikey, this is the German guy speaking. <laughs> That's great. Now, we have listeners, of course, to this podcast all over the world. That's right. You know, everywhere. Every single country is represented here on this podcast, and every state in the union. We've get, we get calls and letters and uh, uh, emails and, uh, you know, texts and tweets uh, from everywhere. And because we're a, uh, an inviting podcast, we don't just... We don't shun people from, say, uh, California just because they're left-wing moon bats, for example. <laughs> right? We don't... We would allow even Eric Swalwell to call into the show. Oh, I'd like it to. if he called yeah. in. Yeah, we get a fun Even though he's a world-class asshole. <laughs> uh, so anyway... We, I have, I've been getting an un- unbelievable response on Twitter from people and a lot of hate. Yeah. Uh, because, see, my thing is, I don't, I have so many, you know, uh, you know, we've had them on the show. Yep. I have so many really dear friends of mine who are left of center, mm. way left. Yep. Um, I don't care about that because, see, the liberals think, you know, I should say, Democrats think Republicans are evil. Well, that's what they, yeah. Republicans think Democrats are wrong. But but Democrats think Republicans are evil. Uh, you know, my dad was a Republican, the nicest guy in the world, not a racist bone in his body. He Martin Luther King was a Republican. Well, Jackie Robinson. Yeah. But the idea is that there should be room for two parties to not hate each other's guts in this yeah. country. That's right. That's what I say. And I say it over and over and over again. And sometimes I, I repeat, you know, not to be redundant. But sometimes I repeat myself, and sometimes I say the same thing over and over again the same way that I already said it 
And uh, it sounds like what I just said, but it's it's just a, it's a redundancy. Do the Alan Alda impression it's, it's, again. I, I kind of like that. It's repetitious. <laughs> now, uh, I have uh, a grim story. Grim? Yeah. Is it news? And now, the news. I'm Dale Denver. Memphis, Tennessee. Beyond the beating, kicking, cursing, and pepper spraying of Tyree Nichols. Any experienced supervisors not showing up is part of the problem, but former Memphis police recruiters have told the Associated Press of a growing desperation to fill hundreds of slots in recent years in the police department. Now, here's the killer on this story. The department offered new recruits $15,000 signing bonuses. This is a couple years ago. And a $10,000 relocation allowance while phasing out requirements for these police recruits to have either college credits, military service, or previous police work. They, they got rid of that requirement. Now all that's required is two years of work experience, any work experience. The department <laughs> sought state waivers to hire applicants with criminal records. Oh, that sounds... Uh, yeah. what, what could possibly go wrong? We need a, wee- a waiver because we've got to hire cops, and we don't care if they have criminal records. Yeah, what could go wrong? The police academy even dropped timing requirements on physical fitness drills and removed running entirely because too many people were failing. Oh. The running part of... You know, sometimes when you're a cop, you have to run after people. So you're saying they've uh, not just lowered the standards, they right. just threw them out the window. So Davis, who's one of the recruiters, uh, said, I asked people what made you want to be a police officer, and they, 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 they were pretty honest. They tell you it's strictly about the money. All these bonuses that they're offering people now... What are you going to get when you say, okay, you're going to be a cop? Yeah, we'll give you $10,000 if you move here, become a cop. Oh, great. Um, the recruits would ask usually, well, how long do you have to serve on the police force to be able to keep the bonus money? Man. Which tells you a little bit. Uh, another uh, patrol or f- former patrol officer turned recruiter who recently left the department told the AP that in addition to drawing from law enforcement uh, agencies and college campuses, recruits were increasingly coming from Jobs at McDonald's and Dunkin's. In one case, a stripper submitted an application. Now, she didn't get the hired, but it kind of reinforced that if she even applied. I'm a stripper, but I could be a really good cop. (laughs) I ain't afraid of nobody. Now, many young officers, before walking the beat with more experienced colleagues, found themselves thrust into the specialized units like the Scorpion one that was now disbanded. they don't know, the, the recruiters said, they don't know a felony from a misdemeanor. They don't even know right from wrong, these cops, these new cops. Yep, they're just plain dumb. Uh, one of the major, uh, boosting the staffing was a major goal of Memphis Police Director Sarah Lynn Davis when she took over. Her department announced it was aiming to increase the staff from 2,100 to 2,500, close to the size of the force of a decade ago. Okay, hire more cops. Instead, the police ranks have dropped to 1,900, uh, even as the population increased and the number of homicides topped 300 in yeah. the past two years in Memphis, Tennessee. So, and a part of the reason, people retiring, people, it's this whole anti-cop thing. you got a lot of people just say, you know what, I'm not doing this, I'm quitting. You know, if you look at the actual Terrible. statistics, the real, the actual facts about uh, different types of crime, it's nothing like the media would have you believe it is. Uh, violence about cops toward black people, violence, uh, you know, the 
shootings, the killings, they take the bad inf- incident and blow it up like crazy, right. and then they say, they're all bad. Oh, of course. ACAB. Whoa. And, you know, and it's, it's they, nuts. They love a story that they can splash on the on the, the lower thirds. Oh, look at this. And But they don't. They don't treat the subject matter fairly and and try to analyze what the real root of the problem is. Yep. The, the, it's, it's unbelievable watching today's uh, media outlets. And oh, and I see some of the stuff on Twitter, some of the videos. They're awful. They're really terrible. I have, um, you know, now you know the people that work at WEI. I don't work there anymore. I do. Yeah. I've been gone for six years. Yes, I know these And people. I'm wishing them luck with all their new changes. They're doing extremely well, by the way. Well, that's just good. Got a, we got a survey today. It came out looking very favorable. Well, good. And yep. you know uh, what I want to say though is two things. First of all, I listened a little bit on the way over to the podcast today. Oh, thanks. And uh, <laughs> I don't know where the marketing people at, uh, at WEI went wrong here. They think they, they went they, wrong. They, they call the afternoon show Jones and Mago. Yeah. And uh, with our kind, it's like. You know, it's like... Oh, I see what you're saying. saying yeah, well, I don't know. I, I don't know the story behind that. Jones and Mego uh, and Arcand. Now, Christian Arcand is good. Yep. He should be a headliner in this in this lineup. Mm-hmm. And my idea would have been, if I was the program director, I would have called it the Afternoon Jam, J-A-M. Jones, Arcand, Mego. Jam. Jones, Hold on. Arcand, Mego. I'm going to present that idea. I'm going to say this. I won't say where it came from because I know they hate your guts. And now the afternoon jam with Jones. <laughs> That's good. J- I like A- that. A- Arcand, Mego, jam. The afternoon jam, baby. And instead of Jones and Mego and Arcand. <laughs> I feel bad. Arcand doesn't deserve that kind of treatment. Well, no. Straighten them out, will no, you? He's good. He actually did a commercial today, and, uh, and he, he, I think it was the first one he's done since he came over. And... Uh, I said, that's always interesting to hear a different guy read some spots. And, Who, Jones? Yeah, he was yeah. like you. He sat down, read it one time, boom, done. Yeah. Yep, 60 seconds. Yeah, because I didn't want to do it more than twice. I know. That two, was two, 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 three, you'd start complaining. Two, Ooh. three times, you know, I said, what, what happened? <laughs> um, anyway, but I was surprised at how much uh, Jones, and Jones has better content, mm-hmm. better thought processes, but he, his voice sounds a little like mutt. <laughs> Which is not good, oh, you know. And so I wish him luck, and I and I, I know that he he'll say more important and funnier or better things than Mutt. No question, because Mutt's adult. Adult. Well, what they'll do is they'll get used to the new time slot. They get used to working <laughs> with each other. You know how that works. <laughs> oh, that was silly today, aren't I? And then they'll be number one. Um. So. Oh yeah, I have a little thing. Do you like animals? Who doesn't like animals? All right, I have some interest. I po- I have compiled a list of interest <laughs> interesting animal facts. Yeah, and you're not going to believe these. What kind of animals? Well, different kinds. Okay. Did you know that there's an animal called the Jesus Christ lizard? It's uh, a near the Amazon River. I did not know this. Yeah, it, because it can run over water. Really? It can, like you know, remember Jesus was purported to have walked on water. Yep. Well, guess what? This Amazon's Jesus Christ lizard can run over water, and it's named for its miraculous abilities. Matt, running on top of the water. And it's like, how do you do that? It was born to know that, too. It's so special. Think about that. Did you know that the Gen 2 penguins... You Oh, there's more. I got a bunch of them. Go ahead. This is interesting. Gen 2 penguins, G-E-N-T-O-O. Yeah. They use a pebble to propose to their girlfriends. 
In other words, they're thinking of getting married. Instead of going to the jewelry store and buying them a diamond ring. They get a pebble. These penguins, they find a pebble, and they go, you want to marry me? And the other penguin goes, yeah, I can waddle for that. Does the uh, the male put it on his pecker? Maybe. <laughs> or maybe he has her slide it onto his pecker. <laughs> anyway, did you know that bats always turn left when they ent- when they exit a cave? Is there any reason for that? No. It, these are inexplicable. Bats always <laughs> these these are see when you go on the internet, you can find all kinds of stuff that's hard to you know to beat. Bats always turn left when exiting a cave. I wonder why that is well it's uh, I think Rachel Maddow taught them that well, they may run into each other if they they all go different directions. <laughs> yeah, they, no no, no, left, left. <laughs> The dyslexic, the dyslexic bat gets hammered, gets knocked down into the cave. Anyway, so bats always turn left. Remember that. Okay. If you're outside a cave and the uh, bats are going to come right. out, stay yeah. to the right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Batman knows that shit. Yeah. Did you know that honeybees have tiny hairs on their eyes? I did know this. You did? I did. I, I know that. Seriously? Sure. All right, sorry, I brought you, it up. You, 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 you already knew to, it. Are you going to explain why those little hairs well, are there? Well, they have hairs on their uh, tiny hairs, not mm. just hairs, tiny hairs uh, on their eyes. It helps them collect pollen. Yeah, correct. Yeah. You know, and then they can give people the hairy eyeball. They are pollen colle- collecting machines. <laughs> they part their they part their eyes in the middle. That's right. Did you know that the Galapagos tortoise can, <laughs> can live to five hundred? years old? How could you old? possibly know this? Oh. They sleep for 16 hours a day, yep. and they can go a year without food or water. Mm. A year. It says a lot about fasting. Holy cow. That's unbelievable. A whole year. Say, like, are you hungry? Man, that's from I ate in July. So, <laughs> well, what about oh, that? In that case. Does it say how old they can get to be? I know they, no. they can grow to be very, very old. No, it doesn't say anything about that. Hundred years. You can look. You can Google it if you yeah, want to. Okay, thanks. But do do that on your own time. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. All right, here's another one. Once a giant clam. Hold on. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Once a giant clam picks a spot to live on a reef, yeah. it does not move for the rest of its life. Wow. Imagine that. No, I'm staying right here, okay? So clam up. Are you kidding me? You you want to go for a walk? No, staying right here. He'd be happy as a... (laughs) Happy as a clam. That's right. I I didn't know that they they pick a spot. They go, you know what? I think this is where I'm going to spend the rest of my life. That's why clams are happy. (laughs) God, it's it's so boring, though. You know, I've I've lived here my whole life, and... (laughs) I don't know you. I've never seen you before. All right, here's the, here's the final one. What is it? Anteaters yes. eat 35,000 ants a day. That's a lot of ants, man. That's a, an aardvark? Is that what they're called? I, well, I, don't, I don't know. Anteaters, it says yeah. here. I don't know. You could have one as a pet if you had ant problems. Well, you know, then you got to have an ant farm just to feed them, and that's a pain in the ass. Yeah. 35,000 ants a day. Now, what I'd like to know is, who counted this? Someone has done that study. Who sat there and said, you know what? I'm really curious about anteaters and how many ants they eat. I mean, I see them eating ants all the time, but how many do they eat? Let's, I know, I know what I'm going to do. One, I'm going to spend a whole day two, 
the whole day Three. counting these fucking ants. Four. <laughs> and they say, what's wrong with the anteater? He says, he only had 32,000 ants today. I'm worried about him. Yeah. <laughs> Not well, I think he might be sick. Yeah. Uh, um, so there will be no uh, uh, 15 Minutes of Shame podcast this week. That's because Ben. In honor of Ben. Yeah, who's gone. So thanks, God. Ben. It would have been a lot of fun if he was here, but no. Well, you know, we had things for him to do, too. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get this computer to come back on again. I don't know. Did I do something wrong? It'll come on. Yeah. Do I have to hit Just... enter? Uh-oh. He's, he's touching the computer again. Do I have to hit return? I don't know. What's it say? It's, it's a blank screen right now. Blank? Yeah. Just... Oh, here it is. Yeah, it'll come back. Are you okay, Mike? Uh, well, what... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting ready. I'm getting my budget ready. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Mayor Wu of the city of Boston has yeah. put together a task force for reparations. Really? Uh, for, uh, you know, the descendants of slaves. And I didn't, I didn't think Massachusetts ever had any slaves. Did you? Uh, I don't know any slave owners, and I don't know any slaves. As just in case, I'm going to put some money aside, you know, <laughs> scrape up what I got laying around the house, put it in a little envelope. They go, okay, when it's time for me to contribute, I will. But in the meanwhile, um, <laughs> we got to get out of this place. You know what I'm saying? I do. I understand that. When that that means it's time for us to bring in Joe and Jerry. Oh, because Joe and Jerry understand that you know we can't stay here all night. We got to get out of this place, Smitty. Until next week, troop. In this dirty old part of the city, Joe, where the sun refused to shine, people tell me there ain't no use in trying. Joe. Now, my girl, you're so young and pretty, and one thing I know is true, you'll be dead before your time is due, I know. Watch my daddy in bed and dying, Joe, watch his hair being turned to gray, he's been working and slaving his life away, oh yes, I know it. He's been working so hard. Well, Mike, I've been working too, baby. Every night and day, can you believe it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta get out of this place. If it's the last thing we ever do, true. We gotta get out of this place, cause girl is a better life for me and you and a dog named Boo. Now, my girl, you're so young and pretty. And one thing I know is true. You'll be dead before your time is due. Know it, use it, do something about it. Watch my daddy in bed and dying. Sad, Joe. His hair—it's—it's turning gray. He's been working and slaving his life away like Daryl Strawberry. Working hard, working too, baby, every night. Oh yeah, I love the animals. Yeah, whoa, all right. Get out of this place, Troop. I'm hungry. Girl, there's a better life for me 
and you. Somewhere, baby. I know it too. I know it's true. We gotta get out of this place. Let's go to Shaw's. We gotta get out of this place, cause... Girl, there's a better life for me and you.